33 of the Ricky Henderson of Podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, the GOAP. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. I got to start this one off with a little bit of a disclaimer. So I interviewed Bay Area News Group uh, A's beat writer Shana Rubin on Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday night, all that crazy stuff went down with like the Sergio Romo pants, uh, the Max Scherzer taking off their pants for the umpire, the new substance checks by umpires. Uh, I had a tweet last night that's like going viral uh, right now. It has like 800,000 views or something like that. So I definitely would have asked Shayna about it if we had done this uh, like this morning, uh, Wednesday morning or something, but uh, it was done before the game. So that's why we didn't talk about it. But my two cents is that Rob Manfred is trying way too hard. He just needs to chill. Like baseball was fine. I don't know why he's trying so hard to, to make his imprint on the game um you know like figure it out next year figure it out in the offseason get some regulated substance that pitchers can use um and then you know experiment with it in spring training next year but to do it in the middle of a season uh while pitchers have just been used to pitching this way their entire big league careers is is kind of stupid i mean it's good intentions i understand batting averages are dropping everywhere but like dude <laughs> it's fine like I don't know that the shenanigans yesterday with Romo uh, and Scherzer were just great. Um, so I, I can't really see them. He's going to take so much heat for this. I can't really see them doing it for much longer, but Hey, it's Rob Manfred. You never know. So yeah. Um, make sure you download and subscribe wherever you see us. I really appreciate all the, all the support and let's get to it. Episode 33 with Shana Rubin. Episode 33 of the greatest of all podcasts, the GOAP, the Ricky Henderson of podcasts. We're here with Shana Rubin, Bay Area News Group, uh, A's beat writer. Shana, how are you? I'm great. How are you? You're doing good because, uh, you know, episode 33. So it's like the Jose Canseco episode. You got any? Oh, yeah. Have you ever interacted with Jose? Have you ever? He follows me on Twitter and I, I don't know, <laughs> it's just the but he did that thing he sent out a tweet where he was like i will follow back at everybody that follows me and i was like i already follow you bro it's uh (laughs) and then he (laughs) actually followed me so yeah Uh, yeah, (laughs) he does follow me so i guess we're friends yeah mc hammer followed me but i thought it was special then i looked he follows like literally like fifty thousand people or something oh he doesn't follow me and i was trying to do a story (laughs) about his um interaction with hank aaron and got nothing oh that was oh that photo yeah Yeah. that was a that was a really cool photo yeah that was awesome It's iconic. Dude, so I, I covered Jose Canseco in Yuma, Arizona, my first job out of college. Did you know that? No. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's well, so uh so I was writing for the Yuma Sun, small little newspaper out there, and he they have an independent uh baseball team. And somehow they got him and his twin brother to come out there and be like player managers. Like he was a player manager. He was 47, but he like couldn't stay healthy. He played like four games. He pitched. I saw him pitch. It was hilarious. And then uh, Tony Phillips came out there. He was 52. Oh, he, he played in a game. RIP to Tony. Tony was great. Yeah. But uh, that's, that sounds fun. Dude, it was really weird. And then I went to his house one time for a feature interview and there was like a, uh, a, a big piece of dog shit in the middle of the living room. And, and there was like three, three of his friends, like three of his tenants, whoever was living, they were just like walking around like nothing was happening. So I made that the lead of my story. So there's this story I wrote. It's like there was a poop yeah, there was a... in the middle of the room that no one yeah. acknowledged it, much like basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's and then Jose came in and he was all mad. He had to clean it up. It was really funny um anyways an guy yeah <laughs> anyways great start to the pod great start yeah. to the pod always good to start with Conseco. oh yeah 
Uh, so I, I'm curious, what do you think about uh, Jesus Lizardo? Um, this, I mean, it's a, a quick, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's only 23, it's only June 22nd, but yeah. it seems like a pretty quick fall from grace. Like, you know, from opening date, they had him slotted as the number two guy. Right. And, and now he's going to head him down to AAA. Um, right. Is, is it all between the ears, you think, for him? Or what, what, what I think, think a little he, bit. I yeah. mean, he, it, I think that as he was going through this, and he's really just, like, not been able to get any footing whatsoever. Like, I, I'm not even even counting what happened in 2019. That's, like, you know, he, he has impressive stuff. He was, he was feeling himself. But mm-hmm. it's between that, you know, coming up, in September and then 2020 was just a disaster for everybody and he got COVID at the beginning of the year last year and uh kind of had to come out of the bullpen and then and then come into the rotation got stretched out and then this year has just been you know he had the freak injury and I think that he really just needs to go to AAA and just shove like he Mm -hmm. just needs to I don't want to say he's not confident because I think that generally he's a confident pitcher I think he really believes in his stuff but he really just needs to recenter himself or something like that he needs he's his stuff is good it's not like they saw it and was just like well that's not what we want that's no yeah that's not gonna play I think that he just made a few location mistakes and every single time he made a location mistake it uh bit him and it, it seems like he does the same thing every time though it seems like every yeah. time it's like 98 99 like right down the middle like a yep. little bit high maybe like 75 percent of the zone like yeah. and it's just just yeah. knocked out the center field every time you know so I mean, hopefully that seems correctable i mean melvin said you know it's just more about yeah it's like his confidence his fastball command and stuff like that but right yeah i don't yeah. know like you I, can't just blow a 98 mile an hour fastball past a hitter these days yeah you used to be you able to but now it it's there. yeah now it's yeah. like now it's like well thanks yeah <laughs> well dude and i i also i think it's interesting how him and aj puck could probably be roommates now in vegas oh, yeah. you know probably. i mean yeah i mean but like uh puck his era is like over 11 right now it's like yeah. e- every time he goes out he's giving up like two runs yeah I, I mean it's kind of crazy like the expectations like this was supposed to be i mean this could have been a great year for them to like you know do it for their careers but do you feel like they're like the two biggest disappointments of the organization so far? I mean, I know that's kind of I don't want to hard. say disappointment. It's like harsh that, to say. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, Puck is a completely different situation. He's just not been able to stay healthy. And when you keep going from healthy to not healthy to healthy to not healthy to, you know, it's, it's frustrating. So I think that it's the same, the same uh, result is that they neither have been able to get their footing uh in the big leagues or in any situation. So I think that, I mean, I, I yeah. asked about puck like a month ago, I think. And it was just mm-hmm. like, he, we don't want him to get, come up and get injured again. Like yeah. we can't, we can't yeah. bring him back up until we know that he's going to be okay. Yeah, he's, And he can handle the numbers it. have a lot to do with it down there. If he's, if he's throwing like that down there, then there's no reason to, there's no reason to rush him. And I think like that's the case with Lazardo. I don't think that they rushed Lazardo, but he barely pitched in the minor leagues. He's yeah. barely pitched in the big leagues. He's got very little. It feels like he's been around forever because it spans over three seasons. It's, yeah, it's like yeah, staggering. But it's yeah. really not like he's – I forget the number. He's pitched uh, just over 100 innings, I think, or 100 uh, – I forget. Yeah, he's he might he probably would, like, still be a rookie. And mo- if, like, oh, all this crazy yeah. stuff wasn't happening, he would probably be his rookie year, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he's he's just exceeded his, his rookie limitations by a hair. So it's – I think that we're seeing the growing pains and it's, it's 
hard to be a great pitcher in baseball. Yeah, like I, yeah, I think sure. that everyone, the high, the expectation, I think that he, maybe he feels the expectations a little bit and he knows that he can be that guy. And he's mm-hmm. always been that guy. He's always just breezed through every challenge that's been fate. Like he went to minors way too easy. Just get him up here. Might as well. <laughs> like it's yeah. why keep him down there longer. Yeah. If he's just going to rake. And we he had big league stuff like the whole time. Rake. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that now that he's now, now that he, uh, is facing his first friction of his entire baseball career. I think it maybe is messing with him a little bit and he just needs to, I think the triple A would do him a lot of good because he could just sort of get back to like feeling like himself learning about, you know, what, who he is as a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think with puck too, um, I don't know. I obviously I don't know like the ins and outs of his surgery compared to Manaya's sh- surgery, but mm-hmm. like you look, look at you look at Manaya. It took him like a couple. You, you look at him like last yeah. uh, was that last night or I can't remember two nights two ago. Nights ago yeah, yeah, he was like just like throwing ninety five, ninety six, like blowing it past people. So, I mean, that's the thing. I I, I think uh, you know, yeah, Puck. Obviously, people want him to to just jump right in there, but he's yeah. he's re- he's recovering too, and it takes time. Like Manaya probably time. probably took him like two years to to get back. And, uh, yep. and, and I think their, and I also think their path has also been really complicated by James Caprillion. Like he looks for real. Don't, do you think like he's, he's legit? Like he's, he's probably here to stay kind of a thing. Like he's not, oh, a yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you I think mean, about Caprillion? I think he's I proved think himself. That, yeah. He's, I think that he's made the most of his opportunity, which is great because I think that if you ask him, he's been ready. I think that he, he doesn't have, you know, Lazardo stuff in, in the Rost sense, but he is a very, I don't want to say he's polished. I think he's still like, he's still learning some stuff and he's, he's still susceptible to sort of like either not having his fastball command or having it or not having his Oscar. Yeah, having yeah. It. So he's, but he's the, the most impressive thing about him is that he can already work through what he does and doesn't have in game. So he, he's good at making adjustments in game and yeah it I seems like he always gets like two to two or like two runners on or bases loaded like yeah. at least like a couple times to start you know it's right crazy. right yeah, yeah yeah and he and he works through it he he works well with what he does or doesn't have and I think that's been the most impressive thing about about James and um uh, he's hard on himself like everybody is but uh he's I think that seems like he's for real I don't I think yeah. that he's always been for real it's just nice to see him uh it's nice to see him on a on a on a platform like this and, and have a real opportunity and I think that Dalton Jeffries will probably do the same I think that those those two guys are uh are yeah ready but Dalton had that injury so yeah it's like it, it's almost like yeah, Dalton yeah that's a bad time I mean I, I feel like he probably would have got the look yeah. just based on the way he performed in spring like he probably right. would have got the call up if he was healthy but yeah totally but the, the A's aren't complaining right they're like oh sweet no. we have like a two like arms I mean and I also think it's uh I, I kind of forget sometimes like Irvin just pitches like a vet you know yeah. but He's he's basically a rookie. I think he's is he still a rookie or I don't I don't know. If I don't think so. Yeah, but I mean like, um, yeah, he's like still pretty young too, and I or I don't know about young, but like he he's hasn't still, pitched that much. Yeah, he doesn't have leagues. that much experience, but he seems like he can hold his like he knows what he's doing. He knows like how to pitch. Like he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, um, he's he's figured it out. He um he made some adjustments. Uh in the off season that's that sort of uh helps him a lot and there are very minor things yeah. like moving to one side of the rubber so that he could have uh so that he could throw a specific kind of, of fastball to i think I, I have to look go back and look at it but i think his 
sinker to his sinker. I don't know. Like it, it, there was something that, that that was made that a little, one particular pitch more effective. I'll have to go back and look at what it is. And I don't want to get it wrong. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I think Manaya is like I know we touched on it like he's throwing ninety six, but I don't know just like the way he's attacking people, it's like uh, I actually do think he's he might be pitching the best he's he's ever pitched. I don't I don't remember seeing him mm-hmm. be the, be this dominant before. And same with Bassett too, and like I think yeah. that slide that slider for Bassett just makes him so unpredictable. Like yes. those the, those two guys have actually become I don't know, yeah, like legit. So I don't their rotation is like the best part of their their team. I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they all really like each other too. I mean, not that the other people don't i know they but, play that weird thumbs game they're always yeah. playing that weird thumbs game yeah. they're just they're just like having a ball they're just having yeah. a great time yeah. and i think that bassett kind of sets the tone for that because he's um he's gotten to a point where he a few years ago even maybe even last year or two years ago he wasn't that guy that you know he wasn't the leader of the clubhouse he didn't really have a set role he but he has the personality to be a leader because he's very outspoken and loose but you know he holds people accountable, so I think that that's helped. Is is Bassett among others taking a leadership role in the clubhouse, and, and that's helped with the rotation. Yeah, yeah, and I and I haven't. Uh, I mean, their bullpen's like a whole other story, though. I haven't like looked around like to see who like who who would even be available. Like you know who's like a good reliever on a bad team, like in a contract year or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, do you, do you see, do you see like that's the biggest problem that they need to? Oh, yeah to address in the bullpen like have you looked around have, have you done much research on to see who who might be available or who would be good targets for them or do you do you know yeah I mean I, I wrote something a little while ago um I mean there's too many <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a reliever that's not on an expiring contract like try to try to swing a, a deal for a pitcher that's on a shaky in a shaky uh team situation where the front office is just like about to crumble not the front <laughs> office, but you know the, the institution yeah, is about yeah. to crumble we can rescue a, this guy disarray. yeah and they're kind of like well we'll take that dude off your hands yeah, but yeah. uh yeah. it could have something like that like maybe the rockies i mean the pittsburgh Pitt, the pittsburgh's not in complete disarray but they could they could probably get a picture from there you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of options where they could kind of, they don't necessarily have to get an expiring guy, but they could pluck someone that they can have some team control who yeah. is maybe they, they want to shine up a little bit. Yeah. And, and Domingo Lasavedo made his, his debut mm-hmm. last night. Do you, do you feel like he'll, he could maybe car, I mean, he put up some crazy numbers. I think it was like yeah. 20, 27 strikeouts and three walks and 16 yep. innings or something. And it's yes. like, do you That's, think, uh, yeah. Do you think he could have like a, he can carve out a legit role here? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> if he keeps that up, yeah. If he yeah. strikes out what 42 percent strikeout rate, a five percent walk rate, I think that'll play. In <laughs> if he keeps that up. I mean, I don't expect it to, but you know, if, if things regress to a mean in some capacity, yeah, I think that he'll stay. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because I think they were expecting more from Birch Smith this year, and he's kind of been he's yeah. he's kind of been struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and also people, some people I've seen on Twitter have been talking about Seth Brown. I think Seth Brown needs maybe head down to triple a or something but i i don't know i mean him like i do do you th- I, I still like his power potential but do you think sky bolt or luis luis barrera are, are worthy of a long look uh, at this point yeah i mean it's i know that luis barrera from a hitting perspective they they wanted to see him sort of drive the ball more and, and he hasn't been able to do that but i think that his numbers in triple a have been good so i i don't really I could see them maybe giving him a longer look. I'm not sure why they don't. Uh, 
uh, and Sky Bolt, maybe he's also doing well in AAA, or he was. So I think that they've both earned the right to sort of get an extended look. But Seth Brown was very much like he came up in 2019. He was pretty dominant. Like he was just raking. He would not stop hitting extra base hits. So I think everyone was like, "Hey, wh- where'd he go?" <laughs> I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was good. Okay, where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, now that we've. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to send him down. They might. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that if they want to, if they want to cycle through a couple options and see what they have, I don't see why not. And, and with Melvin, um, um, since we last talked, I don't. So Melvin got his his contract, uh, or I guess the club option was exercised for next year. Yeah. Um, and from what you heard from Force, do you think like they're in? It doesn't sound like they're in any. There's like the negotiations are super chill, right? It's like, do you do you still yeah. think it's a multi-year agreements on the table, like eventually, oh, yeah. or, or do you think they're just yeah, it's kind of like carte blanche almost for Bomel at this point? What is that situation? It's hard for like, me to tell, to be honest, because um, I was the one that asked David Force before the season started what was up with um, the contract, and I think they're like, how? Hey, what? We don't yeah, asking like, you about the contract, huh? And yeah, it's like, yeah, like, dude, like, he's entering his last I've year. I've never yeah. talked about this before, so I was like. Well, I mean, well, I mean it's, <laughs> yeah. it's um, I mean, the reason why I'm most interested, the, the way that they put it, and I, I have no reason not to believe this is that, you know, they'll, they'll discuss an extension and it's kind of just like a, not necessarily a done deal, but kind of, it felt like they were like, yeah, it's a done deal. It's fine. We're going to do it. No yeah. Problem. They said it's like a five minute, like literally a five yeah. minute negotiation. They, they played they it down so much that I was like alarmed by it almost, but then I was yeah, like, isn't it? like we don't really talk about manager contracts that much generally like in baseball it's barely it's not really a discussion just you know unless it's an unless it's a new contract well it's kind of crazy because you look at college football and it's like they extend dudes out to like you know 10 years or whatever i mean i know that's like a whole different thing but like like i would think like even i i feel like he's earned like a three-year extension or something like that at least and it's weird that they're just like, oh, we'll talk about that at the end of the year. They just keep on like kicking the can down the road kind of a thing. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But, it, but it seems like, I don't know, Melvin, I don't know if he's, yeah, he, he doesn't seem like. I mean, I think that what I'll take away from what they said is that the team will have him back. Like they want him back and it's kind of up to Bob what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. And cause he's earned that right. More than earned that right. And yeah, yeah. Like if he just is like, I'm burned out. Like I don't want to. I, I don't get that sense from him. Yeah, I don't get that it's, sense it's from hard. him at all. I don't really but, know. Yeah. I don't know what he. I don't know about yeah. that. But, yeah. um, I mean, for me, just from my outsider's perspective, I'm wondering if the new ballpark has anything to do with um, mm-hmm. how he sees the future of the team and his future. Maybe I, this is me, me completely projecting. I have no idea. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I would think that generally speaking, since there's so much uncertainty around the new ballpark and what that means for the team, mm-hmm. and you don't want to lock yourself into something that is like, we're going to go to Vegas and see what's up there. Like, c- come yeah. on. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. Like there's so much, uh, there's so much unknown unless Bob really wants to go to Vegas. Like, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think that I would also not be leaping to sign an extension as soon as possible given the uncertainty of where the organization is in terms of its home mm-hmm. what is the team is going to look like like you know it's there's there's a lot of unknowns yeah yeah beyond 2022 
Yeah, and what's the latest you heard? Because last I heard, I think the A's were making a second trip to Vegas. But do you know? But then when the Portland news came out, there was like a he said, she said. It was like you know, uh, the, Portland was like, yeah, he's coming. Then Cavill denied it. So yeah. do you have any? Do you have any more clarity on that? Do you if they're yeah. actually interested? They're in not Portland? going to Portland. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're interested in it. the The issue that I think was not properly discussed was that um, the team and MLB needs to seek permission from the territory uh from the owners of the of other teams in that territory to explore relocation options so like if they went to portland they would need to get permission from the mariners to explore options oh like that that um Mm -hmm. that whole territorial rights deal correct and vegas doesn't have any territorial rights so they're like uh go there we can literally just you can get on a plane don't have to talk to anybody just like figure see see what's up so that's why they went back to vegas too it just it just seems so um what's the word they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to spin their wheels a little bit to get something going and i don't know how much more they can spin them like they can't really if they're really serious about moving to portland then they would like need to be taking the necessary steps to explore relocation there right now and i haven't seen any indication that they're actually doing that i haven't seen any indication that they're you know uh, lowering the fences of territory for the territorial rights at any of the other locations that they want to go and i would imagine they'd want to stay on the west coast so like you know you could talk about charlotte and all that but that's just like for the for mlb that just changes everything that changes the entire dynamic of the of baseball and then you have to get all the owners involved and it's just just would be a shit show so there's a lot (laughs) and like something that something that i've uh I mean, something that I've talked to, to other people about is that like a relocation is really just way more complicated than it. I mean, it seems complicated. Yeah, just be like, just, oh, we want to go here. We yeah, want to go here. You can't just like yeah. go to Portland and be like, deuces. Like, you can't <laughs> yeah. do that. Like yeah. MLB stands to lose so much money from a relocation as opposed to developing, expanding a new team into a new market. And if you're leaving the sixth largest, and I know like, the thing about Vegas is like, I understand there's a lot of money in Vegas. I understand the appeal of going mm-hmm. to Vegas. I don't really. And, and they roll out like the red carpet. It seems like they really make it attractive for you. Like, oh, we'll take care of you. Yeah, it's Vegas. And, they yeah, want everybody well, there. They yeah, just yeah. Are, they're a vast wasteland with like, the best <laughs> little area in America. Like yeah. with America's amusement park right in the middle of it. So yeah. it's just like, we have more space for more amusement parks. Yeah, we can accommodate so, you. And we'll make it like really sweet too, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I understand why Vegas would want them to come there. But I don't really understand why. Yeah. I understand why the Raiders would want to go there because... If you're hosting eight or nine events there a year, Dude. Um, and you're kind of a tourist destination for those specific events, then gambling and the gambling comes into play. You stand to make a lot of money from yeah. that dynamic alone. Dude, I, me, me and my friends were looking at tickets. It's like you can't find a ticket for less than like four or five hundred dollars or something. It's like mm. cra- it's so expensive at the Vegas Raiders games. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's because I wonder how that's going to go. Honestly, Well, it's because, yeah, people are just in town for the weekend yeah. for conferences. And then there's the like my buddy from Chicago is like, oh, I'm trying to get to the bear. He lives in Vegas. He's like, I want to go to the Bears game. It's like, yeah, dude, everybody's just going to fly down from Chicago in November to go to Vegas to watch. Like, yeah, like, exactly. They're going to get every so weekend. Yeah, there's it's, a huge difference. And I think that like. Yeah. When it comes to ballparks, ballpark discussion and building a new ballpark, there's been little nuance in terms of differentiating um, what it means to build a football stadium and a baseball stadium or a basketball arena or anything like that. 
because right. events, number of events are make all the difference. Yeah, like T-Mobile. No one's going to travel is... to go to an A's Angels game in <laughs> August. Like, and gamble. Yeah. Like, who's going to do that? Like, think, this is my completely, I'm not an, this I, is I my. I bet some people will, but <laughs> not as many. Yeah. It's, it, it's a completely different yeah. dynamic. Like, yeah, yeah. you need a strong fan base, a local fan base for a baseball team. So if you're really gunning for, like, the the Vegas um, gambling uh, money crowd yeah, yeah yeah i don't know how i don't know how strong that is so then you also have to go to the tv market the bay area is the number six tv market in the entire nation and vegas is 39th so you can stand to lose so much so many eyes just by moving the team i don't know why baseball would ever want to promote that i don't know why they would want to promote a move to vegas and it's that's why it seems so um fake to me it just seems yeah, very disingenuous and kind of you know it's, it's very, like a power move right it's like almost just it's yeah, yeah. yeah it's just to put pressure on oakland right that's what it seems yeah. like yeah it's it's pressure to put yeah exactly and, and oakland you know they should feel the pressure to be honest yeah i'm not saying that they shouldn't be pressuring oakland i think that just given the timeline of all of this it's like they've been talking about this for 20 years they've been talking about this project for a few years and this is the only time that they're with this public pressure, this is the only time that we've seen like uh, accountability and steps being made to, to get something going. And I think that that's important. And if a th- relocation threat is part of it, that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's business. Yeah. But that's sort of my take on it is that everyone's like, well, they're going to go. That's it. Goodbye forever. And it seems like everybody's trying to be super transparent, but I, I just think like the, the A's have some like false deadlines. Like, you know, Dave's like, oh, we need a decision by July 20th. We can't wait till sep- that, we can't wait till September. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like, I don't think that's true. I just think that <laughs> if he doesn't do that, you know, you're a teacher with a, with a, a bunch of, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying that I, I think that the city of Oakland has a lot of bigger concerns than building a new, $12 billion uh, development, you know, like we're just coming out of a pandemic. So yeah. uh, and Oakland has its fair yeah, homelessness, share of issues of yeah. homelessness and displacement. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's um, not, they, they, they're a little busy. So I get why they didn't <laughs> have time to put the A's at the top yeah. of the calendar. So I think it, that's Dave's uh, uh, strategy is to be like, well, we're, you're going to have to put us up there because we're not just going to be waiting for you to fix homeless. I mean, it, yeah, it worked. I mean, they, they got the audience with Alameda County and we're talking to them for six hours and they were like, we don't even want to be here. They were, they literally said, we don't oh, want to, yeah. we don't, we, they literally said, we don't want to be <laughs> that, here. Uh, that guy, Nate Miley. Yeah. Like, Nate Miley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Know why. We bring drag yeah. back into sports, yeah. so we just don't like want to be in the business of sports. Yeah, it's like the Godfather. Exactly. You keep dragging yeah. us back yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're just like, like, sorry, if we don't do this, sorry. we're never gonna get it done. Like, we're in Alameda know? County. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that it's. Um, I think that it's all honestly. I think it's all good progress, even if it seems very um, negative. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I'm curious. Do you think that you know Cavill reiterated they spent two hundred million dollars on this new stadium search because they have to, and all the city employees that are connected, they have to fund them too, and all that stuff. Um, but do you think like that money has actually been taken away from the marketing budget? Because you know I was talking to some fans, and, yeah, because they have they have no bobbleheads this year. 
they haven't made a commercial since like 2018, I believe, like a TV commercial. And it's like, so this whole generation of A's team, like like Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Chris Bassett, like their faces are not like around, mm-hmm. you know, just in the in the in the people's psyche. Like it's not well, you know that like half of the A's business operations was gutted during the pandemic. Yeah, it was like their whole like creative, yeah. their whole more than that. Ticket, yeah, every, like, everything, uh, yeah. marketing at like ticket, every, all a lot of their business yeah. operations was completely slashed. I think that gutted is a good yeah. word to use yeah. because it's like I don't think they, they weren't big to start with, but now they're just it's like scale it's like fumes. bare bones like yeah, a it's skeleton bones. it's like the absolute minimum you need and i wonder if honestly like you know fisher's just a penny pincher and he just diverted all those funds and then used the pandemic as kind of like a guise to be like yo we can't we can't market i mean i'm sure it's true i mean that's where I, that's yeah. where the greedy that's where you could feel the greed a little bit it's yeah. he, you should be able to fund both you should be able to look for a new stadium and market your current on product team you know yeah. like your current on-field team product yeah i mean that's it's terrible terrible marketing <laughs> yeah. terrible pr and i yeah. can't i can't yeah. say that enough you cannot ram a project like this into <laughs> oakland w- and say like eh, how do i put this <laughs> like you you're letting marcus Simeon go you're letting you're not you're not you, you're letting this payroll sit where it's sitting despite being a perennial playoff contender you're you and and you uh you slash everybody in the business operations you don't pay the minor leaguers and then only pay them when you get public backlash yeah you're very visibly a penny pitcher but then come out and say i want to pay 12 billion dollars for this because I really like this team. Like I, you want to stay here. It's it's it just seems like it's um he's holding the team hostage a little bit while also not um while also not um what's like, the word like supporting doing anything a, good for them. Yeah, like supporting them or like giving them <laughs> not a even res- supporting them like not, the resources not, creating, not yeah. cultivating any um good faith with the team with the fan base with the city. There's zero good faith there, and he's taken yeah. zero effort to show that he wants to do what good by the city or by the fan base. And, and this is, this is the only thing that he's, he's doing it. So there's this false thing like rooted in Oakland. We really like you. And yeah. it's, just, it's, just, it's so tone deaf that I think that I can understand the sentiment of like, why should we want to help you? Who are you? What yeah. have you done for us? Yeah. And, and, I, I don't... and you said and by your reporting, like, as far as you can tell, he hasn't granted an audience with the city council, right? Like he won't no. even, he won't even talk to the city. So it's like, dude, you know, it's like, exactly. It, yeah they've never they don't see him i mean like he's going to vegas i don't think as far as i know that could have changed as far as i know i don't he hasn't he is having dave do take all of the bullets he's having dave you're the guy that's going to get this done i this is i'm going to give you the money he doesn't see he doesn't see why he that, has that's to be what's on happening. the, floor, the yeah. face of the, any of this. He's yeah, like, Dave, I already hired Dave to do this. I don't yeah, know Dave why Dave is his me. human shield. Like that's like literally his, he like yes, Cavill like, just does whatever he wants. Like, you know, right. and uh, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, Cavill just puts himself out there and he's just taking everything. But it, but what they've done now, they're trying to spin it by saying like, oh, Cavill has like a part ownership in the team. So so he does represent ownership, but it's like, dude, no, it's like it's different. Yeah, like yeah, when when the yeah. Giants were tr- were trying to build a new place in the 90s, you had uh, Bob Lurie out in front of everything, 
you know, trying to get it done, trying to petition and yeah. campaign for a new ballpark. And yeah, you look at the Warriors, the like, team. yeah, like Joe, Warriors, Joe Lacob is like, hello, here's Kevin Durant digging uh, <laughs> shovels in the ground. You might not be like, you know, you have to, the face, the money needs to be there. You need to have some accountability. And John Fisher yeah. does not, there's no accountability on his end. You can't just yeah. have Dave Cavill do everything. You need to be, you need yeah. to assure everybody that you are here for them. And I don't, I don't at this point, it's a lost cause, but like, yeah. it's, it, it's just so obvious that he just wants this for himself. Yeah. And like, <laughs> fine, it's business, but like, how do you expect people to be publicly supportive of that? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of it has to do to his Sansom, um, Sansom partners, that investment firm is like notoriously like kind of opaque. People don't really know where his money yeah. is and all that stuff, like what he's investing in. And it's just like, yeah, I think that's just how he runs. He's yes. this is how he does it. You know, this is how it's he like, this is how fine. we got. Yeah, it's a private business. Like there's like it's he's different in sports and he's not a good sports owner. Yeah, like he, yeah, he shouldn't have, yeah, like, I mean, maybe he should, I mean, he's probably going to walk away with a shit ton of money, so yeah, he's going to be fine, but like, um, but yeah, I mean, it is weird how he's kind of like holding other people, like a whole fan base hostage, a whole region, now he's municipalities hostage, uh, just so they can get this investment, this real estate deal done, you know, right. it's, it's crazy. And like, I'll say that I think that it's a good thing for Oakland, so if you just put aside John Fisher, and just look at the development itself. Yeah. Oakland should be looking at it from, okay, I don't care if I want to, if, if this guy's going to, you know, profit off this and we, maybe we don't like him that much. Like yeah. this is going to benefit a very underinvested in area in Oakland that probably should, needs not only investment, but just a lot of infrastructure changes and, and, and fixes. Yeah. So they need to look at it selfishly too. Yeah. And, and the cleanup people are saying like basically the a's yeah. are going to clean up the site so and it needs cleanup um might as well just have the a's foot the bill so yeah, yeah. exactly there and they are footing the bill i think yeah. that that's that's uh, as far as i'm sure this from my understanding of it as a non-economics major <laughs> i know i try uh, <laughs> it's it's hard <laughs> i don't know from what i understand they're footing the bill for all of this and they say they're on the hook for whatever isn't paid back in the tax increment so it's not, they're not, they, the city of Oakland is going to have to pay for the infrastructure, but it doesn't exist unless the project exists. So it's really just like, you're not being like, fix this now, you spend the money and then we'll build it. It's, it's all based yeah. on, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Before, just, we'll give you the, the money to do it. You pay us back. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you pay us back in the property taxes from uh, the project. And that's completely different from what happened with the Raiders, which was the Raiders asked for general bonds, which meant that um, they were, it was a public subsidy. And uh, then they weren't able to pay, Oakland wasn't able to, uh, or they weren't able to pay Oakland back and then they just ditched them. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah. So then they, all those money they could have been using for social services, they're still paying off. Yeah. Till I think 2027, I think it goes to. So, right. And I was yeah. talking to um, a, a giant executive, the, the, the giant executive who, Corey Bush, who, worked with um bob Lurie, and he said if there's one thing that i i think isn't said enough is that local governments have no idea how to uh how to work with sports teams like there's a huge gap of information like there's there's no liaison for you know how to deal with a with a sports team and, and all this and, and and the nuances of 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 what it means or what it takes for them to build a, a an arena or development or anything like that so i think that they're yeah. i think that they're the city 
is kind of working through a blind spot a little bit and well, like well you know, at that, yeah. the radio, they're like we just don't want that to happen again like we've yeah. been screwed before so give us a second <laughs> i know well actually yeah that that last week there was um somebody from the bay area council named jim wonderman i think he's trying to kind of play that role he's there's something called the bay area council it has like all these ceos of all these super rich companies in the bay area and he's like the head honcho there and stuff so i don't know if he's trying to do that but but yeah, I think there's, it's, it's funny. I think there's too many parties. It's like so complicated. And now they involve the county. There's like, there's like too many parties. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, the A's are about to, you, you mentioned the Giants. The A's are about to play the Giants um, this week. Um, yeah. I mean, do you, I, do you feel like the A's are losing their grip on, <laughs> on fans in this territory? Because I was talking about this with some A's fans last night, like used to drive around Oakland and like around the lake, there was like these banners, there was billboards, there was commercials. And now I, I still see resilient, like I know resilient SF, like, you know, it's yeah. like, I see those commercials. Like you see those, I was in, around the city. You still see Johnny Cueto, like up on street signs and stuff. Yeah. Like, do you, do you feel like the A's are actually losing their grip? Haven't they already lost fans? that? Like, well, 10, I know, but years is ago, it like, 20 it, years ago, isn't it getting worse though? Like, do you feel yeah. like the, it's actually, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I kind of understand the frustration of, um, okay, so I used to be, I grew up a Giants fan, and yeah. I think you grew that up in the city, you're a city native. Right? I grew up yeah. in San Francisco, I grew up a Giants fan, and I always used to see the A's as sort of just like they're overly concerned about what the Giants were yeah. doing and not concerned about themselves. And yeah. now I understand, having seen the other side of it, I <laughs> under the hood. Now you've seen under the yeah, hood, yeah, I'm like, you know what, I would be pissed off too because it sucks to see the a's who they are what they're capable of and yeah. then when you see the giants sort of just like they got farhan zaidi they have all of these unknown players Dude. they're they're becoming the best team in, in baseball and it's just like and then you can see everyone yeah. kind of averting their eyes and it's not even like that our eyes were on oakland entirely but they're averting their eyes more and more to, to the giants is like we're back we got a winning team and it's just like it's crazy he's yeah, they... been winning for years and it's on the same principles yeah. and it's with this with better players more yeah, more entertaining players. yeah like the giants are boring but they're good they're really good yeah, but they're totally. boring they're and really... everyone's like i don't know these giants dudes but they're winning and uh mike I like talkman i love mike talkman like talk he <laughs> runs the whole run. super like i could i could see why yeah. A's fans get so frustrated. Yeah, like by... Talkman or Ramon. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like Matt Olson. I mean, like my my biggest thing is that like yeah. if Matt Olson was on the Dude. Giants, yeah, I... <laughs> he'd be like Buster Posey ten years ago. He'd be, like, he'd be, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone, yeah. he would be his yeah. face would be plastered everywhere. <laughs> if Matt Chapman was on the Giants, it's weird. I can oddly imagine Matt Olson in a Giants uniform for some reason. I could actually see that for some reason. I don't know. I could see him I, in a Giants I'm uniform like, plastered everywhere. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say this for A's fans because I know it'll be upsetting. Oh, Mark Brandon Hanna's Bell's replacement. Be... Brandon Bell's replacement. Oh God. Oh, I mean. No. I don't know. It, they would they would i don't want to give the ace fans a heart attack if they had a I don't, yeah no forget it don't, I'm <laughs> i didn't sorry, say that guys. i didn't say that i didn't say i'm that. sorry <laughs> i cannot imagine him in a giants uniform no but no but no, i can I, imagine mark canna in a giants uniform though and he's going to be free agent and i'm thinking that that is a slight possibility Ooh. i don't know what do i know yeah, i'm a giants yeah. fan yeah he he is the type of hitter that farhan would covet yeah hugely <laughs> 
Dude, it's crazy how uh, how managers can be so different. I feel like Gabe Kapler and Bob Melvin are, are very complete like, opposites, from what I understand. Yeah, but Gabe just seems so intense. Like every interaction is very intense, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's how yeah, that's how he does it. And Bob Mel, Bob Mel has like this. There is an intensity, but there's also that kind of like ah, this guy's cool. I don't know. I mean, it's like folksy. I don't, I don't know, know if this is too like inside whatever, but um. Bob Melvin, he's been doing this for 10 years. He still talks to us every day before the game, every day after the game, right on schedule. Like, doesn't make us wait. Sometimes I feel guilty if I'm like a minute late because he's so punctual and on time and so thoughtful about being, you know, if someone has a stupid question. Like, I could just say, um, <laughs> I could say like, Frankie farted yesterday. And he'll be like, oh yeah. And then he'll, he'll you know, He'll be like, oh, you know, some people got digestive problems. Yeah. So, you know, like he'll like give you yeah. like something workable. Like, okay, thanks, Bob. <laughs> right. And it's he he knows exactly, you know, it's 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 uh it's very comforting for it was very comforting to me coming into the beat because I was just like, mm-hmm. he knows he gets it. He's like he's very patient and and he understands what needs to be said and not said and all that stuff. And and he's always insightful about everything and he jokes around and you know all that stuff. I I don't know what it's what Gabe Kapler is like, but yeah. from what I understand he is not as um punctual yeah. and um doesn't he's a little more intense, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You can have terse answers. You got to ask like a really I mean that's good for a journalist got to ask a good focus question. You know, can't get away yeah, with sure. like Yeah, you can't just like... be like you know, brain farting on yeah. Zoom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I'm glad that they're I, I always love the when the A's played the Giants. That, that's always like the funnest series of the year for me. I just think it's I always, love it. it's just so much fun, dude. It's great. It's yeah. it's going to be really good, too, especially just given where both teams are at right now. Like it's, it's going to be nice to see how they match up. Yeah. And I think uh, I don't know, Melvin always says like, yeah, there's like an extra intensity. And I, I think the players feed into that, too. It'll just yes. be cool. And like it'll be fun. Yeah. Full crowds and stuff like it'll be yeah. it'll be sick. Like uh, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited. At Oracle. Yeah. For this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is full capacity, right? It's 100. Is it? Yeah. 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 yeah? It's full yeah. capacity. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah. I think that's our first full capacity game is going to be the first one. Yeah. That'll be sick. That'll mm-hmm. be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good stopping point. We can wrap it up there. We talked about a bunch of stuff, you know. We did. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, thank you so much, Shana. Make sure everybody make sure to go listen to Shana's podcast, Trade A's. It's really good. I really enjoy it. Um, huh. Thank you, Shana, for coming back on the GOAP. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Alex. <laughs> See ya.